Hello, everybody. This is episode 33 of All About the Birds. Johnny Lecca, Phil Stifle, and Jeff Warner. Eagles put the pads on today. Had some uh, practice. And the big news coming out of it are the defensive line injuries. Now, there were a few guys who were hurt, but the, the biggest were free agent acquisition, Javon Hargrave. Apparently has a pec strain, so he's out for a few weeks. And also Barnett's week to week. Those are the biggest ones. But I feel that it just you, – you want to start off with some positives, but unfortunately you get hit with these injuries. Well, the question is, how did they get these injuries? I was well, they said that – they said Hargrave got hurt uh, weightlifting. So <laughs> – so it was before practice even started with Hargrave. Well, yeah, they announced yeah. they announced or they announced it first thing in the morning before they like when they got yeah. out there on practice. I was like, what time did they start practicing today? Because all these injuries are coming out. I'm like, did they even put the pads on yet to no. get her? Nine they slipped out of the bathtub. Nine thirty, ten o'clock is I think roughly around the time that they start stretches, yeah. get out on the field. Uh, I'll say Doug Peterson met this morning for the first time. Uh, or uh, first time for practice, I think like at nine o'clock. So yeah, it's, it's usually relatively pretty early. Yeah, I, th I think the Hargrave one is pretty concerning. Not necessarily that it's own, you know, the injury itself, because a couple weeks, three, four weeks is, you know, still we're four weeks from the start of the season. It's with no preseason games, with no off season to work and learn. You know, working alongside Fletcher Cox. You know, they need a little bit of time to develop a chemistry in practice, and now they're basically not going to have that time to do that. Well, that's concerning as well because it's now back-to-back -back years that the Eagles have invested into a veteran defensive Correct. lineman. Last year was Malik Jackson. They barely had a, one game with him and Fletcher Cox to work with. Now Hargrave's uh, week uh, out multiple weeks. Who knows how long that's going to be? So, And then I would say what's really concerning is – at least Eagles have depth along the defensive uh, defensive uh, tackle position. It's really the defensive end with Derek Barnett, a guy that's coming in into a contract here. He's on the fifth-year option, first-round draft pick, playing for a big contract. He's had his injury history in the past. Everyone's expecting a big season from him, and before even the first practice, he's already hurt. So, and yeah, I'm saying, and behind him, you really don't have much. No, it's it's a make or break year for him. He's owed ten million dollars in twenty twenty one, and we know all about the cap uh, issues come twenty twenty one. But yeah, you signed Vinny Curry, but Vinny Curry wasn't a guy you want starting. And if Derek Barnett's not gonna, he's out if he's week to week, which I don't know what that means in terms of week to week. Is it only a a week here, or a week there? Like that's that's what's concerning. When it's day to day, it's like okay, he may miss a little bit. But when you say week to week, it makes it more significant. And you don't have a whole ton of depth. You know, Jannard Avery, what are you going to get out of him with uh, Sharif Miller, Joe Osman, Josh Sweat? Like, you need that depth. And Schwartz likes to run multiple defensive defensive ends out there. He likes to use between four and five defensive ends. And when you don't have that, then you start pulling, you know, pulling to the back end of your roster, which is concerning. And, you know, not having hard grade, I yeah, you have Malik Jackson, but – the biggest thing is last year was the defensive tackle depth issue, and that's something you don't want to run into again. So I, I really think it actually helps some of those back-end guys on the end. You know, Vinny Curry, we don't want Vinny Curry starting. You know, he's at his best when he's playing 50% 50 or, 50 or less of the snaps. If you go throughout his career, all the you know seasons he's had really good years, it's when he's just a rotational guy. But like Ostman, you, you mentioned him, he was before he got hurt last year – he was one of those camp breakout guys, and he might not have had the opportunity in camp to prove himself.
But now with all these injuries, guys like him and Avery are now going to have that shot to prove themselves. And, you know, they, they, they might they might earn those minutes and those play, those snaps. Yeah, they, the thing the thing with, like, like Osman, I, I like him because he's a, a high-motor, high-energy guy. And I guess he was looking really good on special teams and, you know, kind of just taking right over what he did last year. But the thing is, he's never played it down in the NFL. So it's not somebody True. that you can rely on. And that's, and that's the tough part. And I'm not saying they need to go out and get a veteran, another veteran, a clowny. I'm not saying that. If Barnett's injury was a lot more serious, then maybe. But you, you got to see what these young guys can do. Let them, let them go up against the Lane Johnsons and Andre Dillard if he's healthy. Um, we'll get into that, too. I, I, I may be in the minority here, but I think defensive end – is the position where you can go with the least amount of experience. Because if you're in a rotation as an edge rusher, all you're doing is blitzing the quarterback. So not having NFL regular season game experience for Osman and some (laughs) of these other guys, I don't think it's as much of a concern as a quarterback or a wide receiver, you know, not having game experience. Because these guys are just going, you know, they're putting their hand down in the ground. When they see that ball snap, they're just running straight at the quarterback. So – it's not as concerning as some of the other positions. Well, it's a little concerning, I would say, especially since the defensive line was supposed to be the strength of our defense. So now you're two, without two possibly starters, who knows for how long, hopefully not too terribly long, but they're not getting the reps in there in, in practice. We're already seeing a bunch of injuries around the league, I would say, due to the lack of mini camps and the lack of OTAs and the lack of preparation. You're seeing a lot of soft tissue injuries, so... Uh, with the lack of that, I'll say you're, you're seeing a lot more guys hurt, so you need a little bit more depth, but it, it's, it's just it's frustrating from an Eagles fan standpoint because we were all talking about this pass rush and how dominant they're going to be, and two guys right off the bat, who knows how long they're going to be out, and, and big one of them was a big free agent signing with Hargrave. So it, it's, it's a little it's frustrating and concerning. Like the injury bug has been just bugging us. Not to play that bugging us, the injury bug, you know, how that works there. But, you know, it, it, ever since that Super Bowl, I mean, it just seems like it's nonstop with this team. And it that's concerning in and of itself, whether it's the, the medical staff or the training or whatever offseason programs they're putting these players through, they seem to get injured a lot more frequently than other teams. But the other thing is when you rely on – when you're not drafting as well as you could be, you're not getting the production out of these younger players and you have to sign these veteran fear agents who are in their late twenties, early thirties, you're at a higher risk for them to get injured just because you're older, the older you get, you know, the higher percentages you're going to get hurt. So yes, it seems like they've kind of, they've had a little bit of bad luck. Don't get me wrong. They have, but they've kind of done it to themselves too, because of, when you're relying on, you know, veteran free too many veteran free agents and not drafting as well as you could be, then yeah, that that will happen. But you know, to touch on, um, you know, the injury, and I know Peters was out today, so Matt Matt Pryor was taking reps at starting right guard, and then Dillard was the thing that was surprising to see was Dillard was flopping with Matt, uh, Jordan Mailata at left tackle, and they were saying that Dillard was, I guess coming off uh they're easing him back in because he was banged up you know i don't i don't know if that, that's true then okay but it gives my lot of some reps but that just seems a little concerning to me 
Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's concerning, definitely. Sorry, I thought you were ready to say something there. I mean, I'm over the Mylot experiment, but you know what? They invested a draft pick in him a couple of years ago. If he's going to get some first-team reps in, in training camp, you know, why not? You know, they got to see what they, you know, have in him still, and he could potentially, you know, still have some value on this team. Well, I'll say it's it's all about uh, some camp battles. I'll say they're they're trying yeah. to bring out the best in everyone. They're gonna they're no one's position is safe, especially left tackle position. Well, you have to do it with no preseason, so you have to try something. You have to do something to get things going. Well, yeah, like you said, there's no preseason, so you're not gonna see any of these guys play in any game action until game one. So practice is the only time you really get to see them take reps. So I'll say they they, they need to do their due diligence with everyone that's involved, everyone that they have on the roster to see what they have and if if for who and what they can do with them uh if diller doesn't pan out they want to know if maliata can be the guy that can step in for them or do they have to move peters out to left left tackle again or and have prior at right guard or whatever they have to do uh it's the first day of practice they're, they're mixing up a lot of things they're obviously which we'll get into both on the offensive and defense side of the football so i wouldn't be too concerning about it right now it's it's the first pad of practice but i'll say he was taken out and he was put back in so it wasn't one of those things where he was taken out for the rest of the practice and dig any first te- any more first team reps they're, they're just giving one their reps with the, with the different teams to see how things pan out yeah you definitely have to have some of your backups get reps with the first team guys you know at different points especially like you said with no preseason games because injuries will happen things will you know change on the fly so that's not surprise it's practice one we've got four weeks till the season there's only so many you know basic practices you can run over the next four weeks without mixing some things up to see what you got. Yeah. And I saw that um, the other thing that I noticed with them was, you know, they used, I guess, the second team that came in offensive line, the guard position, which I thought would be like like some of the rookies and some of the you know guys that were there last year. It was Casey Tucker, which was kind of interesting. And I saw a tweet there as well um not sure if he's just wowed them i know i know they try and switch things up and try to change things up and now he wouldn't be there if jp is starting and then matt Pryor would be there but like jeff said with you need these camp battles you need these guys to push each other have guys who would usually be playing third string you know move them up to play him in second or even sometimes let, let him play the first team just to get the experience and what can they do against a first team player or a player that's you know, above their level. And, you know, the one thing I like and I saw with um, the offense was I saw, I guess, uh, it was showing that Watkins was really looking quick, you know, burst. He was looking and, quick, but from what I read, he dropped – he he did the – the typical Eagles wide receiver fashion, he dropped a wide open ball down the middle of the seam. So I was like, he may be quick, but if he's not catching the ball, it's not going to matter. He needs to work on those hands. Yeah, and uh, Hightower struggled a bit, but he did beat Rasul Douglas. Rasul's been having a, a bad first day from, from what I read and saw. Yeah. But that's... He, he, he's, that's he's, not he's, play, he's, he's, not, he's not meant to play corner. He's not meant to play corner. 
I was saying, to play safety. everyone keeps on saying, why is this guy playing cornerback? Like you said, he's meant to play safety. Just his footwork, his size, his his uh, awareness, his instinct, it's all it all shows safety. And the fact that I was saying he was getting burned constantly by, he got burned by Rager from what I saw. I think he, got, he did get burned by Watkins on one play. So I was saying for a guy that's a veteran in this league and he's supposed to be provide our death at the cornerback position – that's a little. That's that's one of the concerning parts. I'll say the 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 tandems that they're doing at, at cornerback, which we'll we'll get into, uh, the different teams and the fact that a veteran like him, who right now might be on the bubble to make the roster, uh, depending what happens. Uh, this contract's not that big. It's not that big of a loss if they just cut him. Isn't he yeah. making only like a million dollars or something like that, or two million dollars? Yeah, they'll yeah, save a little money. He's definitely on the bubble of not making this roster, especially depending <laughs> on how many they keep because. You know, we'll get into what they had, but I mean, he's probably right now the fifth cornerback on the team right now, yeah. based off of based off of one day of practice. But I'll say from from what I read, I'll say a few positives uh, that come from training camp is, of course, our signal caller, our leader Carson Wentz. From what I saw, he was looking sharp. So uh, Phil can get he's that also bulked up. F- yeah, he did. Pounds now. Yeah, he went up to he went up fifteen pounds apparently, uh, bulking up, uh, looking, uh, getting a. Uh, more physical to take those hits, but uh, I'll say Phil can get that uh, Wentz is elite hashtag going because he apparently looked extremely well. He, uh, from what I saw from uh, ESP's uh, little depth or his little chart, uh, he was in there for like 29 or 30 plays. He was 13 of 18 for five touchdowns, including a couple big plays in the red zone, which he's always been efficient in. And the fact that I would say he's still having those. Uh, He's still playing well, uh, even in pra- I understand it's practice, so they're not out there like attacking each other. But it still looked uh, coming off uh, the subparts or uh, the mediocre season last year for him to come in the training camp already uh, sharp. No, and the, the the other thing that was concerning on the offensive side was looks like Ortega Whiteside has sleeve on his leg. I'm not sure, you know, what that is. A guy that you know came out and said that he's had. He had injury last year, and he fought through it and everything. It just doesn't well, – it's not great on the first day to come out and have a sleeve on your leg and not practice it. Well, that's only going to hurt him. Not, not just because yeah. I know I know they usually say you don't lose a job because of injury, but J.J. might be the case for a guy that loses his job because of an injury because he's not out there getting those reps. Uh, the Eagles went in with their uh, starting wide receiver sets. They went with Jackson, Rager, and Greg Ward, uh, along with uh, Zach Ertz on different uh, wide receiving packages. Uh, the start training camp, so he's not out there right now. I'll say he's still going to be competing with a lot of these with these young guys. He, he's 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 losing reps. He's not going to be able. To, he already showed he couldn't play well last season. He's coming in here. He needs to prove himself. And missing the first couple of days of training camp due to an injury is not the way you want to start it off. I'd be really surprised if he was cut this year. I I know he struggled last year. I know he's not out there after first day of practice. But you just don't see a second round pick cut before the start of their second season and you're not gonna be able to trade him at this point you know because he's not got any value but there, there's minimal minimal shot that they will give up on a second round pick this quickly sorry you I, know? I, I wasn't saying they were gonna like release him or anything i'm just saying as okay. far as I I, you were saying that they were gonna move on from him already no sorry was, I, 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 I meant to say might... like playing time like significant playing time we were expecting a big season from him uh like you said being a second round pick we were hoping for a bounce back year with sure. him uh but i'll say once alshon gets back if Deshaun, he's looking very impressive in camp so far and uh rager he's getting those reps and greg ward seems like he's gonna be competing for the slot position uh they'll keep 
JJ for death purposes, but he might not get much playing time besides some special teams uh, at yeah, this he, point he, or someone goes down. I mean, they do actually have those protected, I guess, to an extent, you know, practice squad spots. So, uh, you know, but maybe, maybe think... someone they stash on the practice squad. I don't I don't know. I mean, he's not going to get cut, though. He, no. They're going to try to invest another season in developing him. There, uh, there's no way. I just don't think they're going to cut him because if they cut him, there's no way he passes through waivers. Someone's going to claim him. No, absolutely. There's, yeah. there's, there's no chance that he would pass. And, and that's the thing. You – you want to see stuff, but the thing is, if you're not available, what what can you? They already have Alshon Jeffrey, who possibly may not be put on the pup list because he may be ready before that the time frame. So right there's a roster spot. You can't have two receivers who aren't available. Yeah, it just you don't have as many roster spots to do it. So that's why it's it's real crucial that he gets healthy with whatever he's dealing with, and gets out on that field and tries to work some chemistry with Wentz and tries to. You know, show what all the fans thought they were getting a physical wide receiver. And what he showed in that last preseason game against the, the Jaguars that he played and the type of catches he made in the game he had, a lot of people were expecting him to kind of show you a little bit of that and just, it just didn't work out that way last uh, year. I'll say it's also a good thing. I'll say Wentz is uh, getting that chemistry with Rager. Apparently, Rager had a very impressive first day, show, showcasing his speed. They've been moving around all, uh, all along uh, the different wide receiver positions, and he's making plays. So you get uh, excited, Jeff. Yeah, get a little excited. Hey, I'm, I'm excited for possibly a first round wide receiver, a playmaker that this team really hasn't had in uh, quite Is some time. Win? Huh? Since Macklin was the last one, I, I did Macklin, see that he was also- and even Macklin really wasn't like a big like playmaking wide receiver. He had a, I would say he had his flashes, but the only he reason I think yeah, I would say he was he was more of a possession receiver. He had a little bit of speed, and I think he benefited a lot with the uh, having Lashawn McCoy out of the backfield and Deshaun Jackson opposite him. Because look what he did with uh, the 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 Ravens and the Chiefs after he left here. I would say he put up okay numbers, but he couldn't stay healthy or anything well, like the that. Chiefs, the Chiefs, he had a good year, but. He- he, he wound up hurting himself, and then yeah. he kind of went down. He, he was always a guy that can never stay healthy. He, he was almost as fragile as Deshaun. But I'll say another big news and notes coming out of the first day of training camp from Doug Peterson uh, is our quarterback lineup uh, saying that, I'll say, yeah. Nate Sudfeld is going to be going into camp right now as the number two uh, quarterback behind Carson Wentz, with Jalen Hurts being the three. Hurts apparently had a decent uh, first day as well, but it, it right now it's Sudfeld's job to lose, uh, at least to start the season, unless Hurts really uh, shows something. Uh, I think well, the, the Eagles want to go with that veteran. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's a surprise at all, because with no offseason, there's no way Hurts was going to come in as the second stringer. So I, I really don't think that's as much of a surprise as other people do. It's it's it is and isn't like I I agree with you. There was no training camp or anything like that. So uh, of course with a guy with no reps, they're not going to put him as the number two right away. But say week one, Wentz goes down, they're, they're going to go with Sudfeld. That, Absolutely, that, that, that's that's what I'm basically going as. And, but but still, I'm saying even that is not a surprise, right? Because you're but, not going to put a rookie with no off season workouts. You know, that's not like unless you're a tanking. No, I, you're not going to as a as I, a team I, that has playoff aspirations. Put a kid in there with no off season. I agree. Well, I, I, I kind of felt though, at least with camp, they would maybe do fifty fifty with the second and uh, second and third team between them two. But the fact that Peterson came out and said that Sudfeld is going to get basically most of the reps as as the number two. That's why I'm kind of think it was a little bit surprising. Uh, well, I, I understand. Are they going to be? Are they going to be using? 
I, I think they'll have three quarterbacks active because I think they're going to use Hurts in a little bit of multitude of ways. Now, well, that's the only really, way. That, that's the only yeah. way. That's, um, that, and, that's is, and that's another thing that's going to have some implications is, yeah. as far as game, the game day rosters. If they are going to keep three, because Selfo is going to be your number two, and then number three with Hurts, they're going to have different packages for him. That's going to leave one of the other positions uh, with with the lack of depth. So if someone gets I hurt or something like that. I won't be surprised if he's not active those first couple of weeks. You know, I again, can see that. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're not going to use him in those packages, if you you don't have the game time, the preseason games, and the off season to get those packages even installed. Yeah. You know, what are they going to have? They're, they they got to run their offense. How many pra- did you say plays was Carson Wentz in there for today? About twenty nine plays. plays. Yeah, twenty nine yeah. thirty plays. So you got twenty nine plays for him. You got about thirty plays for you know Sudfeld. Twenty five thirty plays for Hertz. Now, how many more plays are there that you can run Hertz with the first team to run those gadget plays? There's only so many plays per day in practice. There's only, what, 18 or 20 padded practices to begin with yeah. in the whole offseason. So, you know, there's gonna it's going to be a process to get Hertz, even as a gadget guy, which I don't think he really is. They might use him as it, but I don't think that's his, you know, ultimate, you know, use in the NFL. You know, there, there's not enough time to get that really set by week one. Maybe by week three, week five, you might see some of those gadget plays, but they're not going to bust that out week one against Washington. No. no, and the thing is, what what kind of concerns you is that Hurts not using him in a different way, like using him as a gadget guy, using him as you know a slash type of role. You just it hurts his development as a as a quarterback, and it does. Yeah, you want you want Wentz to be the guy for the next ten years. You don't want to even sniff. Hurts or have him even on the field because you want to, I don't know, use him as trade bait later down the road. You want to try to get his development. But again, you know, it is only the first practice. So how they use him, how they implement him, you know, time, time will tell. We'll see. But I do agree. I, I can definitely see them not having him active for the first couple weeks of the season and then slowly implementing him. Uh, later on in the year, I absolutely, absolutely can see that. But with that, let's pause for a word from our sponsor. All righty, going to get into talking about some the defense. So the the one thing I want to talk about is Avante Maddox and Darius Slay lined up as the starters at corner. To me, it was much expected, hearing it all offseason about Avante Maddox and what they like about Avante Mac- Maddox. And then Nick, Nickel Roby Coleman, the first-team slot. But what really inter- was interesting was what they did with the linebackers. They played a lot of only two linebackers, which I know I've mentioned multiple times of them running like a 4-2-5 type of defense. Like, I don't know. I, I like it because I like the extra safety with – with uh, Jalen Mills kind of roaming, but how do you guys feel on having a say if they go with the four-two-five type of defense? Do you like oh, that? I'm, do you like the traditional four-three? I, I mean, that's pretty much the way it was half the time last year, anyway. Yeah. I mean, most of this league is a passing league, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know at least in our division we have to worry about Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley, you know, running the ball. But outside of that, most of the league is a passing league, so. I mean, I think that's really just the way the league is going as a whole. So, you know, you'll still start three linebackers hypothetically, but for the most part, you're going to have that on not just the Eagles, on a lot of teams throughout the league. 
Well, yeah, like you said, it's a passing league, so so you have to make sure the correct personnel up there, especially since uh, it's not like from when it was 15, 20 years ago when the tight end position was basically a blocking tight end. I would say these tight ends are a lot more physical. They're a lot more athletic. They're big playmakers on a lot of these teams, so you have to make sure you have coverage guys on there uh, to make sure that you can uh, shut some of these guys down and uh, make uh, and and stop them. Uh, I would say a couple, uh, like you, like Johnny said, uh, with uh, starting with uh, Darius Slay and uh, Vontae Maddox. Now the second team, uh, they had Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. So. I'll say that I'll say I understand you're gonna go with Slay, but it's it's a little bit concerning. Uh, like we brought before, Douglas had a had a subpar first day. Uh, Sidney Jones, we're hoping, ex- uh, expecting that he uh, has a decent season that he can bounce back yeah. and to be that potential. What he was a potentially to be uh, early round pick before uh, he had the uh, knee injury before uh, his before he got drafted. Otherwise, after the season, the Sidney Jones experiment might be over with. And just just the lack of depth that they possibly have at the cornerback position, I would say with Slay and right now Vontae Maddox has played well, but if he doesn't pan out or has struggles this season, what else do they have? I would say Rasul Douglas show he can't play the position. Sidney Jones has been a bust behind him. There's really no one. I would say yeah, you have Roman as this, uh, Ro- uh, Robbie Coleman as in the slot, but. He's mainly a slot guy. We brought up before. Right now, the Eagles have three guys that are mainly slot corners and not guys that can play on the outside, which is concerning, especially with the some of the big playmakers and the big physical receivers that they go, have to go up to this season. Well, I mentioned in my uh, article on aatbirds.com about breakout guys, and I had Sidney Jones as one of my breakout candidates, players that could break out. And I actually predicted that uh, early in the season, Avanti Mash will get that starting job, but I think that Sidney Jones will overtake him, and I think he'll have a good season. I think like I said I think he's going to break out. That's just my guess. It's it, it's a make or break year, so he has to, or he's not going to be gone. But I just have a good well, feeling. He doesn't about, have to. I would so, say he. he I mean, a, he, good fe- <laughs> a good feeling. What gives you this good feeling? I mean, yeah. seriously, Boom. he's done I, literally nothing. I actually think, or at least thought, that he'd probably, you know, they would at least give him the shot. And like we said earlier with the linemen and the defense, you know, it's day one of practice. They ran Avanti Maddox opposite Slay today. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow they might run, you know, Sidney Jones Jones opposite them. You know, they're going to have to do that. The other thing with the lack of depth, you know, we're all excited to see Jalen Mills as a safety. But if one of these guys doesn't pan out, you still have Mills at safety there. That could slip back into that cornerback role if we need him to because you have Will Parks. And you also have uh, Wallace, which you right know, now potentially being able to you know play that other you know cornerback or safety role. Yeah, which right no, now they they've have... been having Wallace as the third uh, third safety there. I would say Parks yeah. and uh, Mills were getting most of the reps today. But the thing, the other thing is with you know Avante Maddox has played um, outside corner, slot corner, safety. They have a they have a bunch of guys that are somewhat interchangeable, but. I don't know. I just I, – I, I, I almost feel like you can't say, are they going to keep five cornerbacks and four safeties? You just have to look at – based off of the way this roster is constructed at this point in camp, it's how many defensive backs are they going to keep because there's so many guys that play multiple positions. You're just going to keep the best eight defensive backs, basically, I, or whatever number you're picking. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I think that a guy that – 
that they like that, like I've mentioned multiple times, Graylin Arnold play safety. He's played corner in college, but I think they, there's a possibility they keep five safeties. But again, like you said, it's about defensive backs because it's the interchangeab- interchangeability and the, the they like versatility. A lot of exactly the versatility that Schwartz likes and Schwartz has not had the last two seasons with all the injuries. So it's something to really keep your keep your eye on. And I know you know Mills playing the Malcolm Jenkins role. The thing that I've I've kind of thought about is Rasul Douglas. I know the whole corner issue. Why not put him in that Malcolm Jenkins type of role? He's a bigger body, 6'2", over 200 pounds. Why couldn't he line up and play against a tight end or anything? So I don't know. I just don't – maybe it's what the coach is seeing him. They just don't think that he can do it. They think he can succeed at corner. I just felt like he would – he just screams safety to me, but I guess it's just something that the coaches don't see that fits. Well, that and probably it's, – it's, it's a numbers game too. They, they already pretty much, I think, have their minds set up what they're going to go with at, say, at the safety uh, position. You have, you have uh, Rodney McLeod. You have – you drafted Kayvon Wallace – uh, they move Mills to, for him to stay on the team from cornerback yeah. to safety, and then they bring in free agent Will Park. So I think it's it's more of a numbers game. They kind of feel that Rasul Douglas is probably better off uh, making this football team as the uh, in the quarterback uh, cornerback role than the safety role because the uh, safety is already crowded enough. Uh, and don't be surprised because Howie does like to make these training camp late summer trades, uh, player for player, underperforming player for an underperforming for player. Type of trade well, and Doug, Douglas has fit that. Douglas but. has been reportedly on the trade block for like the last three years, so I'll I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But I'll say, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I after one day of practice and how the offseason's gone, he's my you know first guy cut in that cornerback room. Yeah. But I'll say, on speaking of the defense, I would say uh, one of the big positions that we we're always talking about and concerned about that the Eagles don't value the linebacking position. And I would say some of the guys that we have on the roster, I would say a little bit of the unknowns. Uh, I would say there was two guys today apparently in the, from the linebacking core that had a, a pre, pretty decent day. One of them is, of course, our, uh, our boy Sean Bradley. Uh, not per- the seven foot six Sean Bradley. No, not that Sean Bradley. <laughs> but uh, I would say apparently he laid a he had the hit of, hit of the first day. I forget who it was on, but he apparently laid someone Dallas out. Goddard. Dallas Goddard. It was Goddard. Okay, yeah. I'll say so. He he's showing he's showing you that he can be a big hit big hitter. And then with uh, Duke Riley out, I would say Alex Singleton apparently made some big plays today, uh, almost picking off Wentz covering Zach Ertz. So. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be Pro Bowl linebackers, but it seems like they're coming away, learning the system, making plays in practice. So they could be two guys that can be big contributors, uh, depending how the linebacking role uh, goes into uh, throughout the season. Because right now, I'll say we have uh, Gary, we have uh, who they are two starting linebackers DJ right Edwards, now. Yeah, Duke Riley. Yeah, you have Singleton, Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor, who I didn't hear any really anything about him today. Plus, you also have Dante Olson, who's an yeah. undrafted free agent out of Montana. So, so right now it's a big, big competition right now for those starting linebacker jobs. It's interesting to it'll. I mean, it's interesting to watch who has grasped the the Zoom meetings and the Zoom you know training sessions because you know that's not really the way to you know learn a position. But some people learn maybe a little bit better that way. And then you know if they've seen it enough times on film, maybe it is clicking on them. You know more than we thought it would. And and don't be surprised if if they're looking at the waiver wire if a veteran gets you know gets cut anywhere that they could bring in a linebacker there but yet the other thing i want to touch on speaking of linebackers 
Did you guys hear what Nigel Bradham said when he was oh, interviewed idiot. by the Saints? That he he wanted to come to the Saints because he the two places he was before weren't winning organizations. Yeah. So he wanted to he played He's an idiot. Saints, it's a real winning or it just that just uh, it made no yeah. sense. Just, when was the last Saints Super Bowl win versus when was the last Eagles Super? Yeah. Well, the Saints are two and three since 2016. And the Eagles are four and two since 2016, and the records aren't that off. It's maybe the Eagles are four or five games well, off of what the Saints. Record well, that is. in the three out of four years he was here in Philadelphia, they made the playoffs, and then he won. They won a Super Bowl the one year. Exactly. So he, Chip, he has that ring, that big ass gold ring on his finger. I, I'm trying to being here. I'm trying to find it, but apparently he made a restatement on what he exactly yeah, meant I, by. I'm trying he, to find it. He said that. Uh, I guess I don't know if it, John Clark I think posted it, and he said that. Oh, but I'm, I was talking about when I came there after Chip Kelly and coming into the organization and Doug really built it. You know, just tried to make up for what he said. He's backtracking. Yes, he was definitely. He knew he, he knew he put his foot in his mouth. He's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and and you should. It just blew up social media. Everyone was like. Tweeting him pictures of him holding the trophy and him holding the the newspaper that said Super Super Bowl champs and everything like that. But that was just a dumb a dumb statement. But you know, just you know, getting back to the linebacker position, I don't know. T.J. Edwards, I think, is going to be okay. He's a good run stopping linebacker and everything. But you don't. Everything is it's so unpredictable, and we've oh. talked about it and how it's the least the least amount of depth on any position. But then again, if you're playing only two most of the time during the game, I guess you don't need that many. If you're playing a safety, that's basically a de facto extra linebacker like they have been. Yeah, the you don't need six linebackers on the roster at this point. No, no and you don't need – Well, besides for special teams. I will say yeah, the, spe- the special teams is where they that, yeah. where they keep the uh, keep the linebacker in depth. But I say I think T.J. Edwards will be a de- is going to be a decent player for them. I would say he's played under Schwartz before, and the, his rookie year when he was under Schwartz, he had, had his so far his best uh, statistical season as a pro. So I, I feel. I, I feel that Schwartz is going to find the best for these uh, for his players and get the most out of them uh, with his scheme and the way he's going to design the defense. And the other thing is Duke Riley. Yeah, he was out with an illness, but I just have a feeling like like Duke Riley can kind of be in that same mold that they used uh, Camus Grugier Hill last year, last couple of years. Yeah, he played on special teams, but they did use him in some packages on defense possibly some uh, tight ends and, you know, stuff like that, which I could definitely see them using uh, him in kind of like Camus' role that they used the last few seasons. And, you know, he was a third-round pick from the Atlanta Falcons, so it's not like like he's an undrafted guy from years back. He has some potential, and I feel like that they, they're they going to get something out of him this year. But Speaking you know, of tight ends, did you see the catch of the day in camp oh, from Dallas Goddard? Yeah. I yeah. mean – we talked a lot about tight ends last week, and it's going to be a constant conversation this year. You know, if we're going to move on, who do we move? And Dallas Goddard is an athlete. I mean, he's more like a, you know, a large, large wide receiver that that goes out there and lines up. So I, I really liked seeing that catch. You know, didn't he miss a catch kind of like that last year, early in the season? That could have been a touchdown. Thanks. So. Where he's trying to stretch and he, he couldn't oh, reel yeah, it yeah. in. 
Yeah, it was it was it was one of the potential touchdowns. It was one of the games that we lost last year. But it was really nice to see him make a very athletic catch. Also, I'll say another thing on the offense side of the ball, I'll say Johnny's always talking about these undrafted free agents and some of these young guys trying to get opportunities. Uh, One of the interesting things from camp today also is uh, running back Adrian Killens uh, was working with the wide receiving group in in, in their individual drills. So he wasn't working with the the running backs. He was working a lot with the wide receivers. So I feel they're not going to have him as like the, the Darren Sproles role or anything like that, but he could be a guy. Uh, we were talking about guys on the bubble uh, that could possibly they might involve in the passing game guys that can uh, with his speed to get an open field make plays uh, so I was like, there's also another guy to watch and look at uh, throughout training camp to see what type of role they're putting him in and uh, what different type of plays and packages because I would say they might convert him into one of those big uh, pass catching uh, running backs. I, I, I kind of mentioned that at some point earlier on one of the earlier shows that you could see him line up in that slot role, uh, the wide receiver screen, the bubble yeah. wide receiver screen role. Um, he definitely has the speed for that once he gets out in space because I just think he's he's smaller than Sproles. So it's going to be very hard for him to succeed as a straight, you know, running back in this yeah. league. Yep. So I, I, I'm not surprised hearing that about him because I think that's actually where he will make his most success to, in this league. They, they have to get him out in space. That's where he's yeah. going to succeed. And even talking about the running backs, Elijah Holyfield, I guess, looked pretty good. Um, and then the other guy, Corey Clement, they said he looks bigger in a good way and like, he's healthy and he's stronger and bigger. That just, you know, bodes really well for him as being the number three running back. Cause he also plays special teams, which is super crucial, uh, coming from the third running back, fourth running back slot. You want to be able to play special teams and do that. And the Eagles, it seems like everybody's coming to this camp bigger and yeah. stronger. You know, Wentz put on weight. Dillard did. I think somebody said Lane Johnson put on 15 pounds. Corey Clement, everybody's coming in bigger and stronger. But I was going to say, when we're talking about the running backs, I'll say – uh, Miles Sanders apparently had another good day. So I, I say this dude, he, he doesn't need to learn. He doesn't need the reps. I would say protect him from getting injured. He knows what he's doing. He he's, already, he's still looking sharp. Give him some rest. Take him a couple hours of practice every now and then because we, with the amount of injuries and the uh, issues that a lot of teams are having the first couple days of camp with no mini camps, no TAs and all that type of stuff, we don't need risking losing him. So uh, Miles Sanders uh, going into this season, I would say we're expecting a big year from him. Uh, they're already starting the campaign uh, miles 2K or something like that. So uh, he, he, I would say he's one of those guys that I would say I feel that doesn't need the reps at camp. I understand they want to make sure he's fresh and get the reps with the first teams, but don't risk injury. I would say just hopefully D- Dougie P ain't stupid uh, with the reps with these guys. And, you know, one thing I want to say uh, to kind of wrap things up a little bit here is if you guys haven't, Check out um, the new website, aatbirds.com. A lot of great content, a lot of great writers. Yeah, fi- um, finally, our, our own Johnny U, Johnny U finally posted a freaking article. I guess finally I got to get on this there. somehow. <laughs> Phil's, Phil, Phil's kind of lacking. Yeah, we have my, one. My, my brain's dry of ideas right now. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I got a good idea for an article, guys. I'll write an article about how the All About the Birds team sets the trends and everybody else <laughs> copies the trends, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'll, I'll look forward to that article. <laughs> but the other thing I want to say is uh, we reached 1,000 followers on Twitter, so we're very grateful to everyone following and you know listening and you know tuning in. 
retweeting, liking everything that we're posting, uh, our, our fans on Facebook, our fans on Instagram. Um, well, make had, that and I've make had, sure I, everyone's following us on Twitter because we're all, we're, we're with camp right now. We're constantly yep. following the buzz. We're constantly tweeting, retweeting, interacting with everyone. So if you're if you're one of the working throughout the day and you and you need your Eagles news and you need to find out what the updates in camp, make sure you're following one of our accounts here, aatbirds.com, or one of our personal accounts because we're tweeting throughout the uh, entire practice, right. even though we're not. That's there. how I kept up on camp today because I was busy today at work and I I kept up. Because these two guys were retweeting everything all day long. So that's how I got all my news. That's how I prepped for the show today is reading <laughs> our own Twitter account. And the other thing is I got a couple uh, really cool things planned. I'm not going to go into detail until I get more definitive uh, definitive things with it. But the other thing I say is thank you to everyone. Of course, our shop as well is on the website. Um, you know, everything is on the website. But the only thing... Now you can follow me at Johnny U nine three two two. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Warner NFL, and you can follow Phil at Beard of Knowledge. If you you know the season's starting. Well, yeah, there's training ton- camps underway. Yeah, we're ton- gonna be tweeting. Ton- we're going to be retweeting. Tons of stuff on our website. Johnny posted today. Eagles uh, twenty twenty potential breakout players. Uh, we have some fantasy stuff from our uh, from our uh, guy uh, Jason. Uh, and then I'll say, yeah, I'll say, and then uh, Tommy uh, Barnett, one of our writers, he posted about co- college. And for some reason, it's not college football season, the most uh, the most to lose uh, among the NFL draft products. Uh, so a lot of great content up there, AT Bird. So give uh, go to the website, give us some views, read read some great stuff, knowledge from a lot of our uh, all our writers, including us. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, and you can also even hear our show on other streaming sites. You know, Last Out Media, we're, we're, you know, streamed on their website as well. And, you know, the only thing, as we always do to end it, is give a good old Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Do what you gotta do. Do it. Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? Get out there.